Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Breaking news now on 1010 Wins. I'm Ralph Howard with our team of reporters in studio and in the field today. Now um, 11 hours after the first of the planes slammed into the World Trade Center, one of the Twin Towers, and another plane, and then the towers collapsed. Uh, death toll that just, we have no idea at this point what that might be. We've had this report a short time ago. A police source saying that 78 police officers are missing and feared dead. These were some of the rescuers who went to the Trade Center. And a firefighter union official saying as many as 200 firefighters might have been killed, or at least might be missing. But there's a lot of confusion, a lot of chaos. And in addition to that, there were the passengers of the two hijacked planes that were used to crash into the towers. But that's what we know so far. We do know roughly about 3,000 people have been treated at various hospitals. Some are in critical condition. It's been a day of terror. I caught in the explosion and uh, just got consumed by the smoke and the debris. And it turned everything like night over there. You couldn't see where you were going. So lots of smoke, and then the next thing I heard an explosion, and the building from the top, the south building, just crumbled. Everything just went black. Everything came down, glass are popping, and people got hurt. Church Street was a, a looked like a war zone. I'm about a block away, and there were several people that were hanging out the windows right below where the plane crashed, when suddenly you saw the top of the building start to shake, and people began leaping from the windows. It was a terrible nightmare. Some of the voices, some of the people that did survive, and just thousands and thousands of people affected by this day of terror. And people affected right now just trying to get someplace. And here's the latest on travel with Matt Ward. Checking out the George Washington Bridge now in the outbound direction on the upper level. We have three lanes getting by right now. Of course, the lower deck remains closed off. Holland Lincoln Tunnel still closed in both directions. The Brooklyn-bound upper deck of the Verrazano Bridge is closed off. We also have a closure of the Staten Island-bound Goblins Bridge, Bayonne Bridge, and Outer Bridge Crossing. Right now, we're open on the uh, Throgs Neck and the Whitestone Bridge in both directions. Still closed on the Triborough Bridge heading into Manhattan and a closure of both the Midtown Tunnel and the uh, 59th Street Bridge as you head back into Manhattan but open back into Queens. We are closed in both directions on the Brooklyn, Manhattan and Williamsburg Bridges. Southbound Deegan shut down at 230th Street. The BQE closed both ways between the Battery Tunnel and the Long Island Expressway. The westbound belt shut down at Kennedy Airport. Checking the transit situation. Long Island Railroad limited service now out of New York City. New Jersey Transit will operate on Penn Station on a load-and-go basis. Metro North, no service into the Grand Central Terminal. Limited service out of Manhattan. Of course, all of the airports closed until at least 12 noon for tomorrow. I'm Jude Tamillo. Shadow traffic on 1010 Winds. And Jude will keep us up to date now uh, throughout the evening on uh, where we stand and some of the travelers you can hear still a lot of problems, and it will be noon tomorrow before any U.S. Uh, commercial flights are going to be allowed. And can only imagine what this has meant to the airline business, because a lot of flights were heading from Europe, for example, or other parts of the world trying to come to the United States. They had to turn back or were diverted to Canada. So complete chaos in the airline industry in this country and around the world, for that matter. And obviously a lot of chaos in lower Manhattan and elsewhere in the city. Let's get an update now from 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Shuck. Well, Ralph, the news and reality of this disaster really will sink in when the casualty figures begin to come in. The mayor has not really touched on that. As you mentioned, that just slowly trickling out as of now. It hasn't really happened, but you gave those figures about the loss of the police officers and firemen, and we're sure to get comment about that. But Mayor Giuliani is asking that New Yorkers be brave, that they be calm, and they not resort to anger or violence like has been put on New Yorkers today. 
We, we're not going to participate in group blame or group hatred or anything like that. We're going to leave it up to the FBI, the police department, to find out who did this. We're going to leave it up to the President of the United States and the military to strike back. And Ralph, the FBI's investigation will begin by trying to locate the black boxes from the two aircraft that went into the Trade Center buildings today. The mayor and the governor continue to huddle here with their aides in lower Manhattan, and they're in constant touch with federal authorities. And Ralph, we do expect another briefing with the mayor soon, and they'll be here throughout the night. I should also mention that Commissioner Von Essen, as an example, is so overcome at the press conference earlier that he really didn't want to speak to the press at all about the loss of life of his men. Please, Commissioner Carrick, pretty much the same. Ralph. That is Glenn Chalk. He'll keep us up to date as, uh, from the mayor's uh, viewpoint, the official city side of things. And again, as soon as the mayor has a briefing, we'll be going live for that to get the very latest. But again, it's so hard to get information. It was only during the last couple of hours that the rescuers could really get into that area there where the greatest part of the tragedy occurred. Um, uh, Terry Sheridan knows about this, uh, the stream of people coming into at least one hospital, St. Vincent's, throughout the day. And uh, let's see what the latest that Terry has for us. Terry? Well, Ralph, as I said earlier, it's eerie here. It's been close to two hours now since anybody has come in to St. Vincent's. In fact, more doctors are leaving. You know, just about five minutes ago, two uh, National Guard Humvees came, picked up several doctors, several uh, doctors or nurses, and sped down 7th Avenue. I see about, I would say, eight ambulances that are just lined up heading south or going downtown on uh, 7th Avenue, also on 11th Street, but they're not moving. No one's coming in. So the fact that some of the uh, hospital personnel are going down to the scene, uh, that, that can't be a good sign, Ralph. All right, Terry, but you already mentioned they had treated about, what, three, about 300 people there earlier? They have about, three, about 300 people. The number was 290. Actually, the uh, latest we got was 319. Uh, only three uh, at the hospital or DOA, 55. And this, these numbers are about an hour and a half old. 45 were members of the service, uh, the cops or firemen. That is Terry Chardon reporting live from St. Vincent's Hospital. 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones has also been on duty all day covering this uh, horrible tragedy. Al? Okay, Al. Ralph. Hi there. Uh, still, uh, we're seeing the parade of heavy uh, equipment that's coming down Canal Street. A lot of trucks coming in, obviously, from Brooklyn up and over the Manhattan Bridge down Canal, and then they turn left onto Varick. These are payloaders and forklifts and uh, a number of uh, dump trucks, all of which are going to be used to move and remove debris, and uh, concrete barriers. They're going to start uh, rerouting some of the streets down here and kind of uh, trying to get things so that they can move stuff in and out a little more easily. Of course, it's down in lower Manhattan, a little tough to get to to most. Now, Steve Piccolo, he's a uh, commodities trader that I ran into a little while ago. He works at number four World Trade Center, one of the few buildings that I believe is still standing down there. He says that they scrambled out the door when that second plane hit, this after watching the first plane's action on TV. When we got out of the building, it was chaos on the street, and we were heading up towards the Broadway, and then there was a second, second explosion, and the brief flying all over the place, and people were just running for their lives. That was it. It was very scary. Piccolo, of course, worrying about friends, colleagues, acquaintances, folks that he knew in the building, people that he hasn't seen since they all ran for their lives. The shock for many down here is that the Twin Towers are gone. Landmarks that anchored lower Manhattan now reduced to a simple mountain of rubble. Ralph? Well, a terrible, terrible mess, Al Jones. It's going to be years, perhaps, to get everything right again, if that's ever possible. But just the construction part of it and just the grit and the dirt and the horrible mess there. And again, dealing with the casualties from this terrible, terrible destruction. 1010 Winds reporter Eileen LaPommer.
Well, right right now I'm on Church Street, just a block north of Chamber Street, and Lower Manhattan is in utter darkness. The street lights are out. The only source of light along Church Street is the headlights from the dump trucks, which you can hear passing by right now, and also from the media crews which have assembled here. But even in the darkness, you can squint, and you can see a large plume of thick black smoke that is still hanging over the spot where the World Trade Center used to be. In fact, if you breathe in, you can still smell dust. It gets caught in your throat. Any civilians in the area have left. They've all been pushed north. But Craig, who was here just a little while ago, was about to walk into the lobby of the World Trade Center when terror struck. Let's go through the World Trade Center. And like five minutes. I mean, if I would have made it through those doors in the lobby, that would have been it. I would have been, I'd have been a victim. Well, as I'm speaking to you now, an oversized flatbed truck is trying to make its way, trying to navigate its way down Church Street towards what was the World Trade Center's. Eileen LaPalmer, 1010 Winds, live on Church Street. So many stories, so many things happening, so much to not even know about yet. We don't even know why these people did it or who they are, but we know what the devastation has been, except when it comes to the death toll. And, of course, we actually don't know the total amount of money this might cost to rebuild and what this means. Just think of the World Trade Center, three buildings gone there, and uh, all the other destruction of what this is meant to businesses who uh, normally work out of that area because basically it's shut down now and it's going to be shut down for some time. Let's go back to Larry Cantor. All the airports are shut down across the United States, yet some people have been hearing the sounds of jets over New York City. What is it? Well, we looked into it and found out that it is military aircraft, U.S. fighter jets, presumably on a precautionary patrol over the metro area. Their base of origin is uncertain, and we don't know any specific orders that they may have. But what you're hearing flying over New York City are military aircraft and not another uh, bomber or not another aircraft that's been uh, hijacked. At any rate, there are no aircraft too hijacked in the United States because all the airports are closed. However, the Port Authority is saying that they have made sure that everything is okay at their airports and they're ready to reopen tomorrow when they get the word from federal officials. But we understand that no airports across the United States will reopen before noon tomorrow. Mayor Giuliani was in Midtown at the time of the plane attacks at the World Trade Center. He said he wouldn't give any estimate on the number of deaths so far, but he said certainly thousands of people were hurt. We, we now are up to over 600 people that we know about that we've taken to area hospitals, 2,000 people, the Liberty State Park. Um, the morgue is, is operating, and we don't have a count yet, and we really don't want to hazard a guess on that until somewhat later. Now, that was the mayor earlier, and of course we haven't had any updated numbers since then, except we have been told by a police source that 78 police officers are missing and feared dead, and also from a fire union official that he believes as many as 200 firefighters were killed in lower Manhattan after the World Trade Center collapsed. They were some of the first on the scene after the plane rammed into the World Trade Center, or the first plane that is, and then they were caught in the collapse. At least this is what they fear. That is Larry Cantor with an update on, on many aspects of our story, ongoing story, live coverage here in 10 Ton Winds as the story unfolds about the awful terrorism at the Trade Center, the two commercial jets being slammed into two towers. They later collapsed, as did uh, building number seven, which was on fire for some time. Now, let's check on the travel situation, and here's Jude Tamillo. Well, Ralph, checking out the uh, Cross Bronx Expressway right now, the 1010 Winds Jam Cam, still swamped with traffic on the westbound side, trying to access the George Washington Bridge along the outbound. 
Eastbound Upper Deck, three lanes are available. The lower deck remains closed and still closed both ways through the Holland and the Lincoln Tunnels. On the Brooklyn-bound Verrazano Bridge, the upper deck is still closed. And we have a closure of the Staten Island-bound Gothels Bridge, Bayonne Bridge, and Outer Bridge Crossing. Plenty of closures in New Jersey. We have eastbound Route 4 shut down in the Englewood area. Eastbound 46 closed in Fort Lee. Also a closure of eastbound Route 3 at the Jersey Turnpike and northbound 1-9 shut down at the Pulaski Skyway. On the westbound Belt Parkway, a closure at Kennedy Airport. They're putting you on the service road. The southbound Van Wick has been closed down from the Grand Central out to the Nassau Expressway. As far as the 1010 Winds Transit Desk is concerned, Jersey Transit operating a load-and-go basis out of Penn Station. Trending the Northeast Corridor, North Jersey Coastline Service, Midtown Direct Service into Dover. Long Island Railroad Limited Service out of New York City. Metro North, no service into Grand Central Terminal with limited service out of Manhattan. And of course, all the airports remain closed until further notice. I'm Jude Tamillo, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. And by all the airports, we're talking nationwide. All commercial flights have been grounded at least until noon tomorrow. Uh, so according to the FAA, the U.S. military on alert, U.S. embassies have been told to be on alert. We'll be hearing more from President Bush. Uh, uh, we've, they told us around 8.30. It might be later than that. We don't know as soon as we know. Well, we'll all hear it together. But President Bush, who had uh, been in Sarasota, Florida for a speech, but then was rushed out of Florida, off to a military base in Louisiana, then another one near Omaha, and then back in Washington now. All that moving around is a security measure. He issued a statement at one point, but we have a full statement coming from the president tonight, no doubt, announcing what had happened and talking about the military alert and talking about where we stand and what might be happening. Let's go live to 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Avers downtown, uh, keeping a monitoring of this uh, rescue and search operation. And Ralph, I'm here at Air Harrison and Greenwich Street, the staging area for a lot of the rescue operations. Ambulances from communities all across the tri-state area. Large contingent of Hatsola ambulances from the city and some from Hatsola and Rockland County. I just saw several dozen DOT dump trucks coming up from the scene of this devastation, presumably taking rubble away from the area. Mayor Giuliani was here about 10 minutes ago just talking with the uh, rescuers, getting a handle on what's going on, seeing for himself, and then he left on to his next destination. But there are firefighters here as well from many communities across the uh, tri-state area, and some of the residents unable to get back into their buildings because the power has been shut off. When you look down towards the where the World Trade Center used to stand, it is pitch black, still some smoke coming from the fires, uh, from the fire that was down there. But a lot of these uh, rescuers, initial crews coming out, and the uh, relief crews from the other municipalities and other communities coming in. But just a very busy scene here, ambulances, fire trucks, a little, a little bit eerie as we see the military Humvees in camouflage coming through our streets. But uh, a lot of effort here and a lot of great work being done by these rescuers who are taking a tremendous risk themselves and trying to go into what is still a very, very dangerous situation. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds reporting live from Greenwich and Harrison. Well, a lot going on tonight, and really the search is just getting underway because they could not go into those buildings for some time. And unfortunately, some of the rescuers, the uh, police and firefighters who did go into those buildings are among the victims now because the two towers collapsed and they collapsed on them and also on people who are outside being treated uh, because I don't think anybody ever expected that the towers would collapse. And uh, not only one did, but both did. And then later on, number seven, after a long fire, the building called number seven, that also collapsed too. That's uh, just a part of our story, and uh, we've been uh, getting some intelligence reports, more information. This is a worldwide story, a national story, of course. Let's get back to Doug O'Brien. Uh, thank you, Ralph. And uh, we were telling you earlier that there were some 
uh, cell phone calls made from the doomed airplanes to the ground, and we're getting some more information about that. As we've been telling you, one of the passengers aboard the plane that crashed into the Pentagon was Barbara Olson, the wife of the Solicitor General. She called him at least twice. He does confirm that. Uh, additionally, a businessman aboard a United flight that left Boston and crashed into the World Trade Center twice called his father as his plane was being hijacked. The official, a law enforcement official, said the victim's father was interviewed by the FBI and confirmed that his son made two calls. Both times the phone cut off. In the first call, the businessman said a stewardess had been stabbed. In the second, the son said his plane was going down. Also, a flight attendant aboard the second jetliner that struck the World Trade Center managed to call an emergency number from the back of the airplane. An American airline source says the um, flight attendant told, uh, said to whoever she was talking to that her fellow attendants had been stabbed, the cabin had been taken over, and they were going down in New York. Earlier today, we also mentioned that in the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania, uh, someone had been able to make a 911 call from there, indicating that that plane had been taken over. Uh, with respect to the Pentagon, we are told now that the fire in the west side of the Pentagon is termed, quote, mostly under control. At least it's under control enough so that rescuers from the Fairfax County Urban Search and Rescue Team can start bringing people out of the building. The fire still located north of where the plane hit on the west side, and as twilight was fading rough, the uh, smoke could still be seen spewing into the uh, early evening sky. Yes, uh, Doug O'Brien, uh, Secretary Rumsfeld was very reluctant to give any sort of figure indication. We had a figure of maybe 100 people dead or wounded at the Pentagon, but as you just pointed out, it's been burning all this time, so they really have not been able to get in there, and they still got to check all the rosters to see who was on duty at the time. So it's going to take a while before they really get some kind of indication at the Pentagon. We talked about the uh, towers going down today, a main part of our story, obviously, after they were hit by uh, two passenger jets that had been hijacked. 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum was uh, at City Hall at the time when uh, one of the towers went down. It all began at a little bit before 9 o'clock. We heard a tremendous explosion in downtown Brooklyn. I looked out my window and saw that one of the Twin Towers was on fire. Ten minutes later, another tremendous blast, and that was the result of a jetliner slamming into the other Twin Tower. Smoke billowing for miles around. Uh, a tremendous confusion in lower Manhattan and downtown Brooklyn, as folks were evacuated, they were walking over the Brooklyn Bridge. Once I got into Manhattan, I saw the most horrific sight. The first of the two buildings fell to the ground, creating a terrific dust ball, debris blanketing all of lower Manhattan. Then about a half an hour later, you felt the ground shake, and you saw the dust cloud engulf all of lower Manhattan as the second building went down to the ground. That was Steve Kastenbaum. I'm just giving an idea of what we were going through out today with our reporters and also to give you an idea of what we're going through uh, even tonight. Uh, New York City Police Department ordering an evacuation of all the buildings south of Canal Street in lower Manhattan. There's been a major power outage, as Lisa Evers has been telling us, because uh, because of that fire at number 7 World Trade Center. That affected electric, electric power in much of lower Manhattan. A lot of that is still out. Again, we don't have any real casualty figures, but uh, one union official for the firefighters were saying as many as 200 firefighters may have been killed in the fire. 
fire and collapse of the World Trade Center. At least these men appear, and men or women appear to be unaccounted for. A police source is saying that 78 police officers are missing and feared dead. And those are just some of the rescuers. And think of the countless people in those buildings at the time. Again, the World Trade Center has roughly about 50,000 people working at the total complex, not just all in the Twin Towers, but about 50,000 people, then all the other people who come in for business, state offices, and so on. And then the people aboard the planes. United Airlines flight with 65 people aboard crashed into one of the towers. It presumed all those people died. And American Airlines flight carried 92 people. It's presumed all those people died in the flights today. Uh, Governor Pataki uh, uh, calling up the National Guard to help with relief efforts. Connecticut National Guard on standby. A mobilization in New Jersey as well, declared by Acting Governor Donald D. Francesco. A state of emergency gives him the power to mobilize the state police and the Guard and emergency units to help back up and deal with any emergencies that might exist because of this. All New York City public schools are closed tomorrow. The markets are closed tomorrow. Uh, New York Stock Exchange, American Stock Exchange, and NASDAQ. And uh, just the confusion for a lot of buildings, too. Just, for example, Morgan Stanley has set up a, a line for his people seeking information about workers in the building and wondering about its employees and what's going to happen next. The invest investment company has uh, 3,500 workers in the South Tower, or did, and the company occupied nearly 25 uh, floors. The company's not said much uh, except to say there is a website, but not really much information on it, but a lot of other businesses wondering about their people, what happened to them, and, and uh, apparently trying to connect to them in some fashion, and also think about the families of all these people. Again, no indication what the death toll might be, but it could go well into the thousands, and the rescue effort really just now getting underway. We do expect to hear more from Mayor Giuliani on the rescue effort and maybe some news about the police and firefighters or rescuers and maybe something about casualty tolls. Roughly by just hearing our reporters, we know at least 3,000 people have been treated for injury, some severe, some critical, but a lot of them bumps and bruises or some debris in the eye, that kind of thing. And we do expect to hear from President Bush in uh, the next uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes or so. Now let's get another update on travel. That's been a big factor today. A lot of tunnels and bridges were closed. Some still are. Let's get the latest from Jude Tamillo. Well, our first stop, Ralph, will be the George Washington Bridge. The outbound upper level has been reopened. Three lanes are getting by. The lower deck remains closed, and the Holland and Lincoln tunnels are still closed in both directions. As we watch that live on the 1010 Winds Jam Cam, still a closure of the Brooklyn-bound upper deck of the Verrazano Bridge. We have closures of the Staten Island-bound Gothels, Bayonne, and Outer Bridge Crossing. We are open both ways on the Frog's Neck and the Whitestone. Still closed on the Triborough coming back into Manhattan. Queens Midtown Tunnel and the 59th Street Bridge are closed approaching Manhattan, but open into Queens. And still closures in both directions for the Battery Tunnel, the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg Bridges in New Jersey. The northbound car and truck lanes of the Jersey Turnpike closed north of Exit 11. The Garden State Parkway is open, but there is no access to the Turnpike from the Parkway at Exit 129. As for mass transit, national air travel suspended through at least 12 noon. Metro North service, no service into Grand Central Terminal, limited service out of Manhattan. There is limited service on the Long Island Railroad coming out of New York City. New Jersey Transit operating on a load-and-go basis out of Penn Station. And I'm Jude Tamillo, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. All right, uh, Jude will keep us up to date throughout the night on just where we stand as far as travel. That's been a big, big factor today for a lot of people, not just in lower Manhattan where the uh, tragedy occurred, but elsewhere. Uh, 1010 Winds reporter Bob Lemulik has some information on on the, uh, on the uh, treatment of the, uh, the people who are so badly hurt. Victims are only trickling in at some of these hospitals in Midtown and Uptown. A spokeswoman at Columbia Presbyterian told me two have arrived. They are ready for the worst, however. And at St. Luke's Roosevelt Hospital Center, Dr. Gary Giangola is chief of vascular surgery. He tells me right now there's no word at all from downtown. We're just waiting. How much time are we waiting? For the next day. I'm sure it's 
sure that there will be uh, many, many hours uh, before any uh, any patients who are alive are taken out. But right now we have no way of knowing, and I'm sure that this this uh, evacuation will take many days. As far as donating blood, both Columbia Presbyterian and St. Luke say there are enough donors now, but they'd appreciate it if you could try again tomorrow. Bob Lamulek, 1010 wins at St. Luke's Roosevelt Hospital Center. All right. There's, uh, well, part of our story, but a lot of that information has changed. Obviously, uh, President Bush has declared New York a disaster area. We'll be hearing more about that. We do expect the president to be speaking uh, in just about seven minutes or so to give us some uh, indication of... Um just where we stand. In other words, you'll be talking obviously about the tragedy and, and about what the United States might be doing about it. And among our reporters who have been covering throughout the day, 1010 Winds reporter Hal Jones. A steady stream of heavy equipment rolling over the Manhattan Bridge, down Canal, and then taking a left on Varick, going down to the World Trade Centers to try and remove debris and search for those who didn't make it out. Steve Piccolo among those who did. He's a commodities trader in four World Trade Center. Well, we got out of the building. It was chaos on the street, and we were heading up towards the broad, Broadway, and then there was a second, second explosion, and the brief flying all over the place, and people were just running for their lives. Piccolo wondering about friends, colleagues, and acquaintances inside who didn't make it out. Uh, the uh, shock for many that the Twin Towers are gone. Landmarks in Lower Manhattan reduced to rubble. Al Jones, 1010 wins in Lower Manhattan. Uh, top police officials now saying we had a figure that given that a police source was saying that 78 police officers are missing or fear dead. And uh, one police official saying the figure may not be that high. But again, that is something we really don't know. And maybe police don't know at this point either because so many people are involved in this. And there's just so much lack of information. Uh, just a little more. President Bush uh, declared a major disaster area in the New York City following the terrorist attack in the World Trade Center. And uh, the declaration uh, would mean uh, some federal aid to people and businesses in the five boroughs. The attacks caused a collapse, as we know, about the Trade Center's uh, twin towers and a smaller building that's part of the complex. And that's a part of the story that we'll be hearing more about as time moves on, about uh, the offices and the government offices in the World Trade Center and the cost of uh, police and firemen and all the rescue people. That's a huge, huge bill running into the millions. Let's go live to 1010 Winds reporter Eileen Palmer. Eileen? Well, we almost had Eileen LaPalmer. All right. Obviously, a lot of communications problems on a night like tonight. Anyway, uh, just talking about the huge, huge cost and what it's going to be, and some of this will be federal funds because President Bush has declared a major disaster area in New York City. But uh, it's hard to even fathom what the depth of this will be in the next few days when we're talking about all the companies that had offices in that area. And, of course, human loss is the big cost. But, I mean, talking about establishing new offices and the businesses, and we just simply don't know at this time. It's just uh, hard to figure out just what that's going to be. We've had a lot of uh, things closing up. Is Larry Catter still with us here? Because, sure. Ralph. All right. See if you got any uh, new closings or new information for us. Well, we know that Broadway closed down all the shows tonight, and tomorrow is matinee day, and all the matinees have now been canceled. Also tonight, the New York City uh, Opera's season opener has been canceled. School tomorrow. Forget about it. No New York City schools tomorrow. And uh, that's just the children who are not reporting, however. Because uh, school's chancellor, Levy, is asking principals, assistant principals, guidance counselors, social workers, psychologists, and crisis teams to report to their schools tomorrow. And then they will prepare the plans to respond to this tragedy. And that work will include coordinating crisis intervention, arranging for grief counseling services, and planning other support services for students and staff. And Chancellor Levy says he expects that all schools will reopen on Thursday. Catholic schools, the New York City Archdiocese, will be closed tomorrow. 
Spokesman Joe Willing says that schools outside of Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island will likely reopen on Thursday. He can't say yet whether city schools will reopen on Thursday. But as things stand now, no school in New York City tomorrow. Also, as you might expect, the uh, markets will be closed tomorrow. New York Stock Exchange, the Amex, and the NASDAQ, they were closed this afternoon and will remain closed tomorrow. And uh, all Major League Baseball has been canceled for tonight. And uh, several other closings, really too many to mention, but uh, the best idea would be to call whatever it is that you were planning to go to and make sure that uh, it's still on. Chances are it will not be on. For that matter, New York City will close, or is closed uh, south of 14th Street for tomorrow. North of 14th Street, the city will be open to traffic. However, Mayor Giuliani is asking that people not come into town if they absolutely don't have to. So New York City should uh, be back to somewhat of a normal situation in the northern part of the city. However, the mayor is asking you to take another day off if you can afford it. Ralph? Yeah, Larry, there's no guessing how long it might take in the area right around the World Trade Center. Just to clean up alone is going to be incredible. It's going to take a long time to figure out just when that's going to reopen. And we obviously, it's something that we'll know more about as we get closer. And again, as Larry just suggested, check in tomorrow morning with us. Uh, it'll be a little clearer about the schools and businesses and a lot of other things. But in the meantime, uh, we're doing the best we can to keep you up to date with the information that we do have. This has gone beyond the city of New York. Just for example, in Connecticut, our neighbors, uh, some banks and other events were canceled as a precaution. And uh, some buildings shut down. University of Connecticut canceled night classes. Uh, officials canceled classes at four Connecticut State University campuses in Danbury, New Britain, New Haven, and Willimantic. Uh, Yale kept going, they said, uh, to keep the community together in one place. But state and federal office buildings were closed in some cases, and uh, Bradley International Airport, along with all the other airports around the country, state banking officials were asking banks and credit unions in Connecticut to reopen tomorrow morning, and we presume that they will. Among our reporters on the scene, very early on, 1010 Winds reporter John Montel. Stu Morell of Glenrock was late for a meeting at the World Trade Center, and so he is alive. I was turned away by a doorman near the World Trade Center minutes before the first tower collapsed. A police helicopter circled that tower as people waved out the windows. Then came the great collapse. The people inside gone. The helicopter gone. Up on Broadway, there was a stampede. Hundreds of us ran from the volcano of bricks and thick blinding soot. We went into a building where the dust was so thick and the hall was so crowded, it seemed only a matter of minutes before we would all die. We didn't. Someone found the door and we got out, out into what looked like nuclear winter, three to four inches of soot, with people gasping for air, crying, walking around in shock. John Montone, 1010, wins news. The worst terror attack in the United States history. The worst attack of any kind. Of course, people have been comparing that to Pearl Harbor. But that's that's one day, and this is today. And what we're dealing with today is a death toll that could be well into the thousands. We simply don't know. We're expecting to go live at any time now to President Bush. The president has declared a major disaster area for the city of New York after the terrorist attack on the World Trade Center. And that uh, triggers a flow of federal aid to people and businesses in the five boroughs. That's just the beginning. We expect the president at any moment to uh, join us uh, to talk about, uh, I guess, the anger here, the frustration of it, and uh, just what this means. And we'll find out what he's got to say. We have been told earlier that the military is in high alert, or, uh, that, uh, that the uh, embassies were on high alert as well around the world, too, as might be expected. So we'll be hearing from the president shortly, and uh, we'll also be going to our porters momentarily, too. If the president does not appear, we're going back to get an update on traffic and everything, too. 
the big, a uh, lot of things we don't know. The biggest question of all is how many people may have died today in the World Trade Center. We know the people on the two planes that slammed into the two towers, they died. We know that some uh, rescue workers, some firefighters and police died. We really don't know how many. We've had some conflicting figures, some speculation there. But how many people are inside those buildings? How many people in the offices that were hit by the two planes? And then how many people were not able to get out before the collapse? We simply don't know. Too many people running out, going home, no one actually checking in and saying, I'm home, I'm safe, that kind of thing. We simply don't know. Uh, Jude Tamillo, he's been covering the traffic part of our story. Jude, we'll start out with you. Maybe the president will be here. If not, let's hear your report. Yes, Ralph, on the jam cam, westbound Route 3 shut down in Secaucus with a serious crash. The southbound side of the Palisades Parkway closed at exit 2 and Alpine traffic being taken over to 9W. Now on the George Washington Bridge along the outbound upper level, we have three lanes available, but the lower deck still closed. Holland and Lincoln Tunnel closed in both directions. I'm Jude Tamillo, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. And here now is President Bush Good reporting evening. live from the White House. President Bush. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. The pictures of airplanes flying into buildings, fires burning, huge, huge structures collapsing, have filled us with disbelief, terrible sadness, and a quiet, unyielding anger. These acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat. But they have failed. Our country is strong. A great people has been moved to defend a great nation. Terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world. And no one will keep that light from shining. Today, our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature. And we responded with the best of America, with the daring of our rescue workers, with the caring of, for strangers and neighbors who came to give blood and help in any way they could. Immediately following the first attack, I implemented our government's emergency response plans. Our military is powerful, and it's prepared. Our emergency teams are working in New York City and Washington, D.C. to help with local rescue efforts. Our first priority is to get help to those who have been injured and to take every precaution to protect our citizens at home and around the world from further attacks. The functions of our government continue without interruption. Federal agencies in Washington, which had to be evacuated today, are reopening for essential personnel tonight and will be open for business tomorrow. Our financial institutions remain strong and the American economy will be open for business as well. The search is underway for those who are behind these evil acts. I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. 
I appreciate so very much the members of Congress who have joined me in strongly condemning these attacks. And on behalf of the American people, I thank the many world leaders who have called to offer their condolences and assistance. America and our friends and allies join with all those who want peace and security in the world. And we stand together to win the war against terrorism. Tonight, I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve, for the children whose worlds have been shattered, for all whose sense of safety and security has been threatened. And I pray they will be comforted by a power greater than any of us, spoken through the ages in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. This is a day when all Americans from every walk of life unite in our resolve for justice and peace. America has stood down any enemies before, and we will do so this time. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. Thank you. Good night. And God bless America. President of the United States. And there we heard President Bush just speaking to the country. The president earlier had declared New York a disaster area. The president talking of deliberate acts and talking about the victims were people working in office, secretaries, businesses, moms and dads, friends and neighbors, thousands of lives. The president saying thousands of lives changed, if not lost. We don't have a figure, by the way, of just how many people may have died, and that remains uh, an area of speculation. But he talked about the evil, despicable acts that the uh, terrorists have failed to send us into retreat, that this was the very worst of human nature. He talked about the, our military being powerful and prepared, that he impl implemented emergency response plans, that emergency teams are working in New York and Washington, the first priority to the injured, that uh, we'll take every precaution to protect our citizens. Government continues. Federal agencies uh, reopening tonight for essential personnel, reopening tomorrow. In Washington, things were basically shut down. They evacuated most of the major buildings, and people were sent home, setting off some major jams, actually, in Washington, because that's, of course, across the river in the Potomac is where there was an attack on the Pentagon itself with a passenger jet. And uh, the president said that the intelligence communities will find those responsible and bring them to justice and, um, and not uh, have any distinction between those who committed the crimes and those who harbored the criminals. That's what the president had to say, and again, declaring New York a disaster area. That means some federal assistance coming our way. Now, let's uh, check in with uh, 1010 Wins reporter Terry Sheridan. All right, down here at St. Vincent's, uh, one uh, ambulance came and went about five minutes ago. A couple of things to note about it. One, it was absolutely covered in soot. Um, it looked literally like it was underneath the volcano. Uh, but that's the only one that's come down so far. Same thing that's very interesting, and several doctors and nurses who were in hazmat suits got into the ambulance and they sped down. There seems to be more of the doctors going downtown than the patients coming uptown, but there are still 319 people being treated here at St. Vincent's. 55 are critical. Uh, the death uh, number, we've been told, still remains at three. 45 members of the uh, police and fire department are being treated here at St. Vincent's. Hospital staff have asked that if you are a medical professional, please do not, do not come down tonight. Uh, they have more than enough doctors to get them through tonight. They're going to need your help tomorrow morning when these doctors need to be relieved, so call the hospital then. Terry Sheridan, 10 Wins News, live at St. Vincent's Hospital. And as we've been hearing from Elise Evers, also on duty, they're coming and going. Uh, some of the relief people have been 
leaving the area now after being there for so many hours and other relief people coming in and relief efforts from fire departments and emergency crews from all around the metropolitan area uh, joining this search. And it's only been during the last couple of hours they could really get into the depths of the World Trade Center where the buildings collapsed, the Twin Towers collapsing today. We heard from President Bush, as I mentioned, he declared New York a disaster area. He just spoke to the nation uh, promising to take some action. But, of course, obviously a lot of questions about just what happened here. Larry Cantor is with me, and a lot of unanswered questions from the president's side as well, Larry. Ralph, one of the questions that uh, hasn't been addressed at all all day today, we had four airliners that were hijacked. What happened to security at the airports? And we do understand from the Attorney General that uh, at least in the first plane, the first American Airlines plane, the hijackers had knives. Maybe that's hard to detect, but somehow those knives got on board, and we don't know uh, what sort of weapons the others had. So it's a big question that, that nobody really has addressed yet. Also, warnings. Were there any warnings? Now, none of nobody from the federal government has addressed that so far. Well, actually, I'll say this, Larry. The White House did address it. They were asked about it, and they said there was no warning. They had no warnings. That However, they if you remember just a few days ago, they put out a warning in Japan and South Korea, warning Americans that they might be targets of uh, some sort of terrorist act. Mm-hmm. And you talked about the knives and stuff. I suppose if you are about to pull something as evil as this, that somehow getting around an airport security guard, and you know what that can be like at an airport, it might not be so difficult. But, yes, there's a lot of questions about how this happened with four airliners. And the president never uh, addressed the issue to even, you know, he said we'd track down who was responsible, but he didn't offer any guesses or, or even uh, any suspects in who might be responsible for this. The one thing he did say... That, they would, that the United States would make no distinction between the terrorists and those who harbor them. Sounds like a signal to some states like Iraq or Afghanistan that they might be targets. Right, let me canter there, and yes, a lot more questions to go here. The president is going on TV, at least to assure us that we're, he's in control, or the government is in control, and things are going to be okay, and also denouncing and what had happened today and expressing concern for those people who have suffered great losses today. Uh, we're going to get an update on traffic and then get an indication of just what the emergency situation is like with Dr. Brian McDonough, our medical expert. But first, Jude Tamilla on the traffic situation. Jude? Ralph and Queens on the Long Island Expressway. All lanes are closed in the westbound direction from the Douglaston Parkway out to the Queens Midtown Tunnel. The Grand Central Parkway is open in both directions. We have a closure of the westbound side of the Belt Parkway at Kennedy Airport. Traffic being put onto the service road. And the southbound Van Wick has been shut down from the Grand Central out to the Nassau Expressway. Still closures in both directions through the Battery Tunnel, the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg bridges. We're open both ways on the Throngs Neck and Whitestone. Still closed on the Manhattan-bound side of the Triborough Bridge. Also, the Manhattan-bound Midtown Tunnel and 59th Street Bridge still closed, and we are open into Queens. In New Jersey, problems west on 3, a bad accident in the Secaucus area being cleared up, and we have closures of the northbound car and truck lanes of the Jersey Turnpike north of Exit 11. The Garden State Parkway open, but no access from the parkway to the Turnpike at Exit 129. As for mass transit from the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, Metro North operating on a Saturday schedule both ways. They will resume normal schedule for tomorrow. Long Island Railroad Limited Service out of New York City. New Jersey Transit operating out of Penn Station on a load-and-go basis. Of course, national air traffic is suspended through at least 12 noon. I'm Jude Tamillo, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. And we will let you know more as soon as we know tomorrow, but the FAA is saying no flights, no commercial flights taking off until noon tomorrow, and that's the whole country. And there's been chaos in the airline industry, as you might suspect, with no flights in the United States really today, most of the day, if not all day, and also flights from other countries not coming into the U.S. as well. We're going to go live now to the Jersey City Medical Center and 1010 Winds Medical Reporter Dr. Brian Mc. 
McDonough is there. Dr. McDonough, what, what's your situation? Actually, I'm right now on Liberty Island. I've just left the triage area. I was volunteering and doing what I could to help out. And unfortunately, what I don't have is good news to report. And that is there were very few people in there uh, being triaged. Uh, they were expecting maybe 1,000, 2,000 people when we first got here. Um, it's just been a handful trickling through, which leaves you to believe that either people made it or they did not. There are um, I have been reported and told of hundreds of bodies being brought into that area. But as far as uh, helping people, I was able to help one fireman with minor burns. But there really isn't a lot going on there. There were at least three to 500 emergency vehicles, by estimate, waiting with physicians and nurses and everyone who could help. But um, unfortunately, there really was no one to take care of. And now the doctors are breaking up and heading back uh, to where they came, as well as the EMTs. Uh, were there any, did you actually get a chance to see that there were some uh, victims, some, uh, I mean, in other yeah. words, dead? Yeah. Well, well, yeah, you could see. I mean, there was a separate area where we walked in was a, a huge room uh, with gurneys uh, throughout and all sorts of materials to help and those types of things. And then there was an area outside. That area outside was where they were taking the bodies. And I did not see any, obviously, close up, but that was a different direction where they, where they were taking bodies. So uh, they were anticipating that that would be an area where they're going to continue to take them. But uh, unfortunately, at least at this point, uh, there aren't anybody really being brought in. And uh, there was thoughts uh, for much much of the afternoon and the early evening that there would be about a thousand people. And they kept waiting for the ferries, and and they never came. Well, that's just exactly what we've been hearing too. And this is very discouraging to find out that uh, the hope for survivors and people being treated for injuries may not be the case at all. Well, it is. And you talk to the people who were there volunteering, the firefighters and those who were helping out, and you see the looks in their eyes of those I saw, and uh, it's just. You know, you see horror, and that, that, there's really no other way to describe it. Well, you are a medical man, and you know, we can just only imagine what the impact was like when those planes went into the building, and then, of course, a collapsing building, and it'd be awfully hard to survive. Right, and um, unfortunately, I think that's the case. Hopefully, there's better news in the city, but I've been listening to winds, and I hear that even at St. Vincent's, it's, it's slowing down. Yes, and we hope that means good news, and again, that might not be the case either for the same reason that you just cited where you right. are. Right. Well, that's only speculation. Dr. McDonough, thank you very much. No problem. Dr. Brian McDonough, who has regular reports on our radio station, as he indicated, came up and uh, to, uh, to volunteer to help out. But when they got there at Liberty Park, where they were expecting a lot of injured people, there really weren't that many people showing up. We're not really sure just what that does mean. As far as any kind of toll, we simply do not know. We've had these reports in the Firefighters Union indicating that some of, its, some of their people, the union's people or firefighters, have been missing and are feared dead. And same with the police department, but some conflicting reports. But we do know anyway from officials that some firefighters died and some police officers died and these were the people who went rushing to the Twin Towers to help other people and were caught up in all this and in some cases hurt or killed when the debris fell down as the two towers collapsed as were some people being treated on the ground after the towers had collapsed. Uh, live continuing coverage here on 1010 Winds, one of our many reporters out there today and throughout the day, Juliet Papa. He came out of Beekman Downtown Hospital with bandages over both eyes. Stephen Mowski worked for Morgan Stanley on the 68th floor. I voted this morning, so I was fairly late. Otherwise, I would have been upstairs already. Um, I was on the first floor walking through the concourse. And then the next thing I know, I was running out of the building with everyone else. He was trampled in the crowd. He suffered scratched corneas. He said he had no idea what happened to his friends or if he'll ever see them again. Juliet Papa, 1010 wins in Lower Manhattan. 
All right, it's been a tough day in Washington, too. As we know, we were not alone in this, although we've got the brunt of it here in New York for the two planes being crashed into the World Trade Center. The two Twin Towers now gone, and later building number seven uh, on fire and then collapsing. It also is a devastating day in Washington and at the Pentagon in particular, where another hijacked plane with passengers aboard crashed into one of the walls. Let's go to Doug O'Brien. Uh, Ralph, a state of emergency remains in effect in Washington, D.C., and apparently will at least through the night. National Guard units are patrolling the streets of the city. Officials in the suburban towns and counties of neighboring Virginia and Maryland also declared states of emergency. People were told to go home and stay there. All highway traffic into the district is stopped except for medical personnel. Telephone system and the subways are still working, however. The U.S. Capitol, White House, and all the rest of the 8,300 government buildings in Washington closed. 250,000 and federal employees sent home. Hospitals in Washington are on maximum alert. At the Pentagon, where one of the terrorist attacks occurred this morning, it's believed to be believed that 100 people were killed or injured this morning. That's when the American Airlines Flight 77 crashed into the west wing of the Pentagon, or the west side of it, apparently, most definitely intentionally, based on information that's come to light through the remainder of the day. Rescue workers from the Fairfax County Urban Research and Rescue Team have begun bringing victims out. The Pentagon burst into flames when the plane hit, sending a huge cloud of smoke into the otherwise crystal clear blue sky. It was visible for miles. The fire now termed mostly under control. As the twilight faded, smoke was still coming from an area on the west side of the building, north of where the plane hit. Army personnel assigned to the Pentagon are being told now to call a hotline before coming into work. The plane involved a, an American um, 767. It was Flight 77 going to L.A. from Washington's Dulles Airport. It got to southeast Florida, uh, southeast Ohio, I beg your pardon, before being commandeered and turned around. It had 56 passengers and eight crew members aboard. Barbara Olson, the wife of the Solicitor General, was on the plane. She managed two phone calls to her husband before the plane crashed, and in those calls, she indicated that they had been taken over and were crashing. Ralph? And that is a 1010 Winds reporter Doug O'Brien. And when I was talking about what happened at the World Trade Center, talking about the police and firefighters and people in the buildings who died, there were also the passengers of those two hijacked planes who died when their planes crashed into the Twin Towers. A United flight with 65 people aboard, an American Airlines flight with 92 aboard. 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum is with us. Steve. Well, Ralph, I just walked over the Brooklyn Bridge to get back into Brooklyn. Uh, none of the phones in Lower Manhattan were working anymore. But uh, even more horrifying, though, was as I walked over the Brooklyn Bridge, looking over my shoulder towards Lower Manhattan and no longer seeing something that had been there for uh, two-thirds of my life, the World Trade Center buildings, the skyline, forever changed at the hands of terrorists. Not only that, most of Lower Manhattan appeared to be blacked out. Uh, the uh, power outage in Lower Manhattan is still a problem here as well. The fire is still a problem. The smoke is still billowing out of the World Trade Center area, and it is heading uh, southeast over Brooklyn and uh, will continue to do so through the night at least. Uh, several firefighters telling me they would not get these fires uh, completely out uh, overnight tonight, and they would probably still be fighting them come daylight in the morning. Horrific stories coming out of this uh, one by one, and I'm sure we will hear thousands of them uh, within uh, the next few days. One man told me how he went to go uh, look for his brother uh, right after the first plane had hit. He ran to the building from City Hall, and at that point he heard the engines overhead of the second airplane crashing into the second trade tower. He then was hit with debris. His neck was cut by
by metal. The police officer he was running with was also hit by burning debris. His leg caught fire. Even more frightening, he looked up and saw people, workers in the building, jumping to their deaths 80 stories below. Some of those folks jumping four at a time, hand in hand, on fire as they plummeted to the street below. Uh, another uh, horrific story, the fact that there were triage centers set up at the uh, ground level around the World Trade Center before the buildings collapsed. When the buildings did collapse, anyone and everyone who was in those triage centers were in the direct path of the falling debris. Many of them, I am told by some of the rescue workers, died instantly. Uh, another firefighter, I am told by several uh, members of the uh, NYFD, died when a person who jumped out of one of the burning buildings fell on top of him. And again, these stories sound just incredible, but we will begin to hear dozens and dozens more just like them throughout the next coming uh, week or more. Ralph? All right, that is Steve Kastenbaum. He's been on duty throughout the day, and uh, we'll be hearing from Lisa Evers uh, as covering the rescue effort tonight in just a moment. Uh, John Car or rather Cardinal, um, Edward Cardinal Egan administered last rites to a lot of the victims. He said firefighters and police were dead in great numbers, but not specific. One the police source was saying, and so were some union sources, that 78 police officers were missing. And Assistant Chief Tom Fahey said the number's not that high. Mayor Giuliani simply said the number of casualties will be more than most of us can bear. And President Bush, in his address just a short time ago, you heard on 1010 Winds, said that thousands of lives were suddenly ended. Again, uh, we're not sure just what that means either. Now, I'll check on traffic again. Here's Jude Tamillo. Ralph, on the jam cam, we noticed the uh, very heavy traffic on the Cross Bronx Expressway westbound, trying to access the outbound upper level of the George Washington Bridge, which has three lanes open at this time. The lower deck remains closed. The Holland and Lincoln Tunnel still shut down in both directions. We have a closure of the southbound Major Deegan to 230th Street. We also have the southbound Henry Hudson Parkway shut down at the Henry Hudson Parkway Bridge. As for the Brooklyn-Queens Expressway, we're closed both ways between the Battery Tunnel and the Long Island Expressway. The westbound LIE is closed from Douglaston Parkway out to the uh, Queens Midtown Tunnel. Midtown Tunnel and the 59th Street Bridge are both closed as you come into Manhattan. In New Jersey, westbound Route 3 shut down in the Secaucus area with a nasty accident and checking the 1010 Winds Transit Desk. Metro North operating on the Saturday schedule both ways. They will resume a normal ske schedule for tomorrow. New Jersey Transit will operate at Penn Station for the time being on a load-and-go basis. Long Island Railroad Service coming back on or closed to schedule. Of course, national air traffic suspended through at least 12 noon. I'm Jude Tamillo, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. And Jude will be back uh, throughout the evening keeping us up to date and do check in tomorrow morning with 1010 Winds to find out just where we stand about the bridges and and uh, public transit and so on because there still are going to be a lot of changes. Uh, Winds News Time 853 again live continuing coverage of the awful tragedy today after the terror attack on the Twin Towers two passenger planes with passengers aboard, slamming into the towers uh, a little before 9 for 1, a little after, meaning a lot of the offices were filled up and, uh, and a lot of people died. We simply don't have any clue so far how many people died, but it could get into the thousands. And there's a major effort underway tonight to find out just if there are any survivors. And to see what the situation is, let's go live to 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers. Well, we just lost Lisa. We'll get that reestablished in just a moment. 1010 Winds reporter Larry Cantor is here, too. We mentioned earlier that the... Uh, oh, we've got it back again. Lisa Evers? Yeah, Ralph, I'm sorry. The phone service, as you, as you know, is very spotty down here. I'm a couple blocks up from uh, building number seven that, that uh, burned in the World Trade Center, right where a lot of the rescuers are coming out that have been here all day long. And we're seeing some of the fire department vehicles uh, coming out just covered with what, can, what I can only compare to what we imagine volcanic ash to look like, this gray dust just completely covering it, also covering a lot of them. I spoke with two EMTs who were the 
second unit to respond this morning, meaning right after that first uh, building was hit by the plane, they were the second group to come in saying that what they saw then was terrible and what they just described to me, just what they saw moments ago just leaving the area, bodies all over the place, they said, and other places, lots and lots of rubble, just tons and tons of rubble. They've been working hours and hours on end. They've come out just to catch a break, you know, get a drink of water, whatever, and then get something to eat. And then they say they're going right back in there. They say that what people should be focusing on now is this rescue effort, trying to get the bodies out of this uh, terrible devastation, trying to find any of the people who might still be in there alive and get them out and hopefully save their lives. But an enormous effort underway here. And I have to tell you, there are people from firefighters, EMTs, paramedics, uh, Asola ambulance uh, crew members from all over the tri-state area have come in to help with this effort. And of course, ours from right here in New York City, just going through an amazing, amazing ordeal themselves, knowing that some of the people that they work with on a daily basis lost their lives in this. And as they walk out, you can see their heads are bowed. They're not talking. They just, it's just the whole, the sheer weight, the enormity of this tragedy hanging heavy over them. Some of them telling me that their lives are forever changed, but that this rescue effort must go on. And as they call their loved ones to let them know they're okay, they say they're going back in there. They're not going to stop until they get to every single person that they possibly can and until all hope is gone. Right now, there's still hope, and they want to make sure that they get every, get to everyone they possibly can. And they said that the scene earlier was was horrendous and uh, people pounding on the ambulance uh, windows just trying to get in they were hauling people out jam-packed in those ambulances but they're ready to continue the effort lisa evers 1010 wins reporting live from greenwich and harrison and more coming throughout tonight from lisa evers as well as we know it's been, had a major impact the explosions at the twin uh, towers uh, on the business throughout the world for that matter but very directly right here in new york but let's take a look at the financial situation what's happened with the markets and what is going to happen and larry kofsky is with us larry well, Ralph, financial markets in Asia opened sharply lower as investors had their first chance to respond to today's tragedy. In Tokyo, the Nikkei index opened 4% lower, falling below the 10,000 level for the first time in 17 years. In Hong Kong and Australia, stocks are showing similar declines. European stocks had slumped before their close at around midday New York time. London's Financial Times 100 fell to its lowest level of the year, 47.46, at a time when the magnitude of today's attacks was not yet fully known. Oil prices surged. Brent North Sea crude up at $30.69 cents a barrel. OPEC Secretary General Ali Rodriguez of Venezuela told a radio network in his home country that the cartel would do everything possible to help maintain stable oil prices. Of course, as you've been hearing on 1010 Winds, U.S. financial markets will be closed tomorrow. The London Stock Exchange is expected to be open. Once again, stocks down sharply in Asia. Tokyo's Nikkei index down about 4%, tumbling below 10,000. And Larry, there's the added part of this that many major investment firms had offices here in the Twin Towers. I mean, they've lost, well, they've lost people. They've lost key personnel, I'm sure, and they've lost their offices. They've lost businesses in many respects. Well, I, I don't even think that the uh, the magnitude of the losses, certainly in personnel and also in physical infrastructure, can even begin to be fathomed at this point. Um, there were, as you say, a, a lot of offices down there. Um, certainly there were several uh, across the river in, uh, in Jersey City. Um, yeah, I left the New York Stock Exchange this morning and they were evacuating the place. And uh, I think at that point, um, the only concern was uh, to get the people out. The uh, infrastructure could, uh, could wait. Well, it will. And the, the people part is Still the part we don't really know about yet either. A 1010 Wins reporter Larry Cantor is with us too. And Larry, you were talking about the FBI. 
Yes, the Attorney General John Ashcroft mentioned a website that uh, people can go to if they can report anything about today's crimes. If they have any information, they can go to this website. It's www.ifccfbi.gov. That's ifccfbi.gov. Well, I went to that website. The IFCC stands for Internet Fraud Complaint Center. I guess the web is already up, that site that is, so they're using that one. And right at the top of the website, just under the banner at the top, there's a thing that says Report Terrorist Activity, and you can click on that. So if you have anything to report, go to this website and give your report right there directly to the FBI. And I'll give you that address again. It's www.ifccfbi.gov. There's also a, a national telephone number for victims' families to call. It's 800-331-0075, 800-331-0075. And you can leave your contact number on that line, and they'll get back to you when they have something to report. Ralph? And that is Larry Cantor reporting with us here. Uh, 1010 Winds are continuing live coverage. A full recap coming up in just a minute, including a look at the traffic and travel situation. But a look at just where we stand, which is now um, 12 hours after the uh, two planes crashed into the World Trade Center. Uh, just a sidelight here. I think you probably have heard, or we've been reporting throughout the day, about some phone calls made from some of the passenger jets that had been hijacked and then later went down. A uh, former Connecticut man was aboard the airliner that one of the airliners that crashed into the World Trade Center. He described the hijackers in a cell phone to his father just moments before the plane crashed. He was Peter Hansen. He died with his wife Susan and young daughter Christine. And they were aboard the United flight from Boston to Los Angeles, the second plane that crashed into the Trade Center. He called his parents home to uh, let them know that they were together at that moment. So full recap coming up on 1010 Winds of this day of tragedy here in New York City. A tragedy that is still unfolding and more to come. Lock it into 1010 Winds, WINS New York and Infinity Broadcasting Station. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.